October 9, 2022, so off from Pedro's show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Happy Sunday. You can tell by that noise that I'm not man alone because the wonder of those Skype engineers in Estonia with this invention. I got Adam Hawker once again, this time from Berlin. Welcome aboard, Adam. Thank you, Watt. I should tell the people that we started off with John Coldrain doing Lord Help Me to Be. And then Adam Hawker with Abolition Rag, something live at the Petit Bung, Paris, 2015. little boat tied up the Seine River there, Paris. I got to work my third opera there. So you have a new record, Adam. That's right. Okay, let's talk about it. It's, one side's one flood, one side's another flood. But tell me from the beginning about, about this baby. Well, um, so, uh, I mean, this, the, the record's really quite personal. Uh, I mean, all records are, but this one in, in particular, you know, cuts pretty deep for me. Um, just because it started about, I'd say, uh, around 10 years ago. Um, I was living in Paris, uh, and, you know, I'm originally from Indiana, uh, right across the river from Louisville, Kentucky. And so... I'm pretty attached to that scene there and have a lot of friends who, you know, never left and are still still hanging out, making music and art there. And um, but while I was in Paris, um, I started uh, something very alarming started happening. And this was back in 2012. Uh, I started getting uh, phone calls and emails and just uh, messages from from people just um, asking me, you know, if I'd heard about this person or that person, um, essentially just getting into trouble, uh, namely with um, heroin and uh, opiates in general. Um, so uh, some people I'd hear, like an old acquaintance, would be just suddenly like dealing drugs or somebody's ODing or somebody's in rehab or I talked to an old friend and they'd say, well, you know, I have a family member who's really struggling right now or talk to a different friend who has a friend themselves who's struggling. And this thing from the distance where I was, it sounded just crazy. I mean, just the fact that so many people were struggling. Um, what would, let and, me make this clear, Adam. You're talking about back in Indiana, not Paris. Back in Indiana, yeah, back in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, back in southern Indiana, Louisville, or in the Louisville area. Um, just I'd hear from these people regularly. Just uh, so many stories coming from there that were so bad. Um, and uh, I, I didn't really know what to make of it outside of just kind of being haunted by it for a few years. And then, um, you know, I'd, I'd reflect on it, but I wouldn't really know what to think of it. It's just, uh, it was just awful. And then, um, and then really the spark that sort of lit this record was, um, uh, I read an article by a journalist named, um, Patrick Radden Keefe for the New Yorker that, uh, essentially broke the story about the Sackler family and their responsibility for the opioid epidemic. Um, and I just remember reading this story and it was like, suddenly everything fell into focus regarding all of these terrible stories that, that I'd been hearing. And I just realized that 
rather than these things just being, you know, isolated, independent events, you know, there was actually, you know, a, a driving and malevolent force behind it, which was namely the, the force of corporate greed um, and people realizing that they could make a ton of money selling highly addictive drugs to people and not caring that these drugs were so destructive and not caring that they inevitably led to more powerful, more dangerous drugs, uh, which has resulted in hundreds of thousands of deaths around America. Um, and to date, you know, they, they've had to liquidate some of their assets, but I still think they are uh, doing pretty well, uh, free and outside of jail and still very rich. So this record's a very pissed off record. And, uh, I felt like it was the only thing I could do to really expel the rage I was feeling. All right. Well, let's listen to The Flood of 1997, Adam Hawker.
Pedro Show, start off that chunk of music with The Flood of 1997 Part 1. Now, it's one side of this album, people, but I split it into two parts so we could book in this other music. Iri Amu, Introduction. This is a song cycle opera from Will Hamilton, Georgia. First part. Maxine Funk, or Funke. From uh, Old Lady Blues is named the tune. Brand new. Sawako Kosei Komatsu. Air song, 22 version by Kosei Komatsu. She's got a new album coming out real soon. Sawako. SLW, Sam Lockward, Bob Buckle Jr. with Shelter Me. John Spencer, brand new. John Spencer and the Hitmakers with Junk Man. See Bob Burt's on the drums there. Bombers Prendon, that's galvanized. Carl Stone. Something when he got gallstones, he made an album out of it. See, you know, like my second opera, right? Almost got <laughs> killed, but at least got opera out of it. And this is Vatanim, Ether Alone with Not a Dance. And finally, part two of The Flood of 1997, Adam Hawker. The two parts on purpose? So, um, I the reason why, that's a good question. Uh, the, the reason why... Um, I kind of built it into two parts was originally all I had was this, um, you know, there's a, there's a kind of snaky, uh, very, very Louisville sounding guitar line that bridges the free jazz sort of meltdown and the more folky element, uh, that's about to come on later, I think. Um, and, uh, and then I'd, I'd written kind of this, simple, very dreary melody that was kind of a series of portraits of 
stories that I'd heard just um, about different people uh, just kind of losing their way because of the drugs. Um, and I, it, I, I originally, when I would sing it, just working on the outline and getting everything lined up for it, it I don't know. It seemed wrong. It seemed like to, to bring up something as serious as what I was going for, um, I think I lost uh, you there. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. We'll, we'll continue on the next hour. October 9, 2022, Dishwap Pedro Show. Special guest, Adam Hawker. Hold tight for hour two. October 9, 2022, it's the second hour of the Waffle Pedro Show.
Beaver Show start off the second hour with the flood of 2064. It's kind of reading into the future here. Ben Salter from Tasmania after that with Coda. The tail, right? That kind of means the end part, the music piece. <laughs> and then 122 hours of fear. This is the Screamers live at Mabuhay Gardens up in the city. 1978. Great band. Uh, yeah, Louisville. David and Brett from Slint. I got to play a Cramp song and a Minuteman song and a Jesus Lizard song for Lance Bangs' 55 Double Nickel B Day up on uh, like Fairfax, not far from Canner. In fact, before the gig, I hobbled over and got a chopped liver sandwich. Can't get many of those in Pedro. So anyway, get back to something didn't feel right about you singing one part and the other part. Yeah, and so so I, I don't know. I, the only way that I can explain it is I, I didn't feel like I had the right to sing about it unless I dragged something through hell to get there. And so, um, so I mean, the first part, I, I just feel like sort of, I, I, I don't know, is kind of giving me the artistic right to talk about something as I don't know, grim is what I was about to say. Because it, it, just the gravity of the song, just, you know, anyone, you can sit down with a guitar and, you know, sing some portraits of people down on their luck. But, you know, I, I'm not as good as Hank Williams. So I, I can't, I can't do that. So I had to, I had to, I had to really try to put that song through the grinder to get to the point where I could feel honest about what I was singing. Um, and so, uh, I thought about a, the best vehicle to do that while staying kind of true to my, my own kind of roots and folk music. And, uh, there's this skip James tuning that I've always loved this open D minor tuning. And so I started playing a waltz. Um, and then I thought, wouldn't it be fun if, uh, I asked some free jazz musicians to destroy my waltz. Um, and so that's when I reached out to Kid Millions to play drums on it. Who's uh, he's a friend of mine, but uh, just never thought of asking him to play because uh, he's uh, way beyond what I do technically. But I really needed someone with a lot of power and a lot of agility and intelligence, and um, that's him all over. Just uh, he's one of the smartest players out there, and also just entirely protean. I mean, he can just 
he's extraordinary. And then him and then Jim Sodder from Borbita Magus um, got on board. And then once those two were on, I thought, well, who can I ask to play bass? And um, I thought immediately of Tim Dahl, who's, uh, you know, very good at destroying things sonically. What, what, uh, what about your Paris buddy? My Paris buddy? Well, Jean-Charles, uh, he uh, has put out an amazing album because uh, he has another band. No, but, uh, but he's also a bass man who's played with you. So that's why. Yeah, yeah. Why he, did was, he, get he was the wrapped call? up. Oh, he's well, busy. He's busy. Okay. He was he was busy with his Versari project, and I was in New York, and he was in Paris, and he was wrapping things up there, and I don't know. Uh, no, understood. Was, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I was just, just wondering just, because, like, the yeah. live stuff we're playing from this Petit Bain—that's him on bass, yeah. right? It, it's him on electric guitar and bass and a bunch of other stuff. Okay. So yeah, um, so yeah, so he he and I are still totally going to be making some music down the road, but it wasn't the right time right there. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I understand. It just and, came uh, to my mind. Now tell me about the flood of 2064. So, so yeah, so it's kind of one of those uh, zoom in, zoom out ideas. So I, I, I finished the, the flood in 1997 and then, um, you know, it covers a lot of stylistic ground. You know, you've got, you've got a, a kind of Southern Gothic waltz, You've got a whole a bunch of elements of noise and free jazz. You've got uh, kind of a, a dreary folk melody. Um, and uh, it's very long. It's very stylistically uh, ranging um, and very dramatic. Uh, and I thought, how can I, how can I pair something? Because I wanted to make an album, but how can I do it compositionally, you know, just from that? And I, I thought the thing has to be equally dramatic, but entirely uh, focused in one style. Um, and I love drone music. Um, so I've never, I've never tried to make one like a long sustained drone piece before, but I really thought as well in connection to floods. Um, I mean, you've got the raging flood and then you have the dread of just steadily rising water, which is essentially a drone. If you think about it, um, if you keep layering it, um, and so, uh, the thematically though, for the flood of 2064, I mean, the real bridge to the flood of 1997, I'd say is, you know, I got locked into this theme of corporate greed, uh, and which I think is the ultimate destructive force in the world right now. I mean, there are many, but a lot of them revolve around that key one. And, um, I just thought, you know, all of the climate disasters that we're facing right now. I mean, you've got the strongest link there is to just corporate greed and the addiction to money. Um, you know, another, another very powerful addiction is that of economic growth. Um, and just, I started working on it. And then as a, a built, thanks to again, Tim Dahl doing some impressive bass and, some truly astonishing uh, violin work from Sarah Bernstein, who's uh, just a, a herself uh, an astonishingly good player, um, just kind of made this thing and then realized it kind of sounded, it sounded like an impending disaster to end all disasters, uh, you know, and sounded just kind of like the end of the world. And um, the date 2064, I don't know, maybe, maybe the, Maybe the Beatles 
song was in my head and I was thinking about how, you know, it's a cute song and how 64 now, uh, what's 2064. John didn't like it so much. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> look, know, look, I want to continue on with this, but I also want to play some more of this. Play some music. I want to play some more of that live gig. Yeah. Because they're all from that same album that came out around the same time, right? Yeah, Abolition, yeah. Right, Abolition. Let's listen there. Obsidian had been lifted. Oblivion gave me a try. And down words of to have a meaning where it lies. Yeah, it's
Show. That chunk of music started off with Adam Hawker doing Obsidian live at Petite Bon, Paris, 2015. Then we had Erie Wanda from the Netherlands, Someone's in My House, plus Dog Plus out of, I think, New England, Connecticut, or Massachusetts, maybe even Rhode Island, but up that way. Bloomin' Flowered One, maybe there's a two. Me Puppet, Split Myself in Two. It's for Bob's son. And then out of Baltimore, Bob, uh, Mold Holman, sorry, people. PKA Boo, whatever that means. So, okay, finish up what you were saying about the flood of 2064. Yeah, and so, I, I mean, just essentially, you know, where's corporate greed going to end up? It's just more and more floods. And, I mean, it's eerie that pretty much two or three weeks before this record came out, there was a catastrophic flood, you know, right near Louisville. Um, and the flood of 1997, the original name from that is a catastrophic flood that was back in 1997. Um, 1997 as well, uh, coincidentally, was the year when OxyContin first hit uh, Louisville. So, but, um, so 2064, I mean, I, I don't, think I'm any sort of prophet, but what I am certain of is that, you know, as long as uh, corporate greed is still thriving, you know, there's going to be a lot more flooding going on. Um, so that's kind of the idea. Yeah, even if they, uh, this greenwash thing that they're trying to like... Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's so, I mean... The only way to do it is just to uh, get rid of this infinite economic growth nonsense. You know, it's impossible. Like, like better, better ads and brainwash ain't going to really get it, right? Yeah, yeah, completely. It's just, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, to it's just more marketing, more posturing. You know, it's, it's, uh, 
anything for a buck and greenwashing makes them look good, makes people buy stuff. But if people are hip to that, they don't look good. They look obvious fraud, fraudster, right? Anyway, yeah. Look, but those people are going to have to continue, Adam, because we're at the end of yeah, the second hour. October 9, right. 2022 edition of Pedro Show. Special guest, Adam Hawker. Hold tight for hour three. October 9, 2022, it's the third hour of the Pedro Show.
verschlemmen soll nicht der faule Bauch, was fleißige Hände erwerben. Sextiniden Brot genug für alle Menschenkinder, auch Rosen und Myrten, Schönheit und Lust und Zuckererbsen, nicht Männer. Ja, Zuckererbsen für jedermann, sobald die Schoten platzen. Den Himmel überlassen wir den Engeln und den Spatzen. Yeah, yeah. 
Watford Pedro show start off the third hour with Shrill, live at Petite Bomb, which means a little bathtub, people. <laughs> like bad, if you see bad in a German town name, that's yeah. a bath too. The Romans left their mark. They like baths. Like, yeah. uh, like old Japan, right? The old says. Trippy and uh, Santos. Uh, yeah, Adam Hawker, 2015. Then Eugene Chabord, Professor Dr. Huge. Oh, and I remember this town, uh, Greensboro. Fuck, I couldn't remember it the other day. I knew it started with a G, though, so I'm not going to let Alzheimer's win, people. <laughs> and then out of Berlin, Swedish cat, you know, with his partner, Kim Bowman Kester, Prince Essen. Prince Essen, in one word. Pardon. Just Adam Hawker, Ithka, Cornell, right? Let's name it after a Greek. Alive at Petit Bain, Paris, 2015. Tell me about recording the flood pieces. Okay, um, that was that was uh, the first session. Uh, I honestly, what I, I, I was I was pretty terrified going into it because I'd, I'd booked time with Colin Marston from uh, from Kralis, where the, the at, at Thousand Caves in Queens. Okay, um, that's a, a, a part of the New York City thing, people. Exactly. Home of the Ramones. Uh, <laughs> and so, so I booked time there with, uh, with Kid and uh, Kid Millions and Jim Sauter. And uh, uh, honestly, uh, I'd never, like, having those three kind of looking at me, telling me what to do, I was, I was a little intimidated. Um, and then we had essentially you know just... Steve Hodges, I was, look, we call him Pedro, we call those pants shitters. And when I was doing <laughs> my first opera, I'm right with you, Adam Hawker. Mike Watt yeah. was right in there with you, being fucking scared, you know. But the drummer man, Steve Hodges, said to me, you know what? Being a little bit scared is kind of like being a little bit excited. So use that energy. And I thought that was wise. Indeed. Indeed. And then uh, and then once the, once the tape was rolling, I mean, the drums and sax uh, on that were done in one take. Um, and... We had just essentially one take, and I was out of there in three hours. Um, and then, but that was the problem with this. I came out elated, really happy, thinking I, I was on track to have this, you know, an excellent record. Problem was, was that it was uh, late January 2020. And my next session with Tim Dahl was booked for mid-March of 2020. Um, that was uh, not good timing. Uh, but the situation fact, with, uh, yeah. Yeah. But in fact, uh, what, what it turned out to be was to my benefit because pandemic hit everything locked down and I thought that the record was over, but then uh, I realized though that I, I could ask to see if they would be cool with recording from home. Um, and uh, as I started to reach out to people, they were like, yeah, especially cause I don't have anything to do. Um, and so I just started kind of approaching this from a more kind of John Cage sort of, uh, chance perspective where I couldn't be in the same room. We couldn't rehearse, but I could give instructions from a distance and, send them, you know, bare bones structures and demos of what I was hearing and then just say, t 
take as much time as you need and send what you think is, you know, appropriate when it's you think it's ready. And so I'd send off these, you know, missives to uh, to these musicians and I wouldn't hear anything for like five weeks. And then one day I just get an enormous WeTransfer file and then I listen to it. And the hilarious thing was generally each time I'd hear it, I totally freak out <laughs> because it was not what I was hearing uh, in my own head. And I'd just be like, oh, my God, like this is nuts. Uh, I don't. I don't know. And then I'd have to sit with this. And then generally, after about two or three weeks of uh, kind of mixing it back and forth with Colin, also at a distance, I'd realize that these musicians were correct, that their instinct was right. And so it turned into this very radically collaborative process where a lot of trust was involved and a lot of just giving up of control was involved. And I think that that element of trust that um, and getting out of, of getting out of the way of yourself exactly. So getting, I've, I've learned that too. You know, it's it, it. I feel like it also just opened the doors to uh, a whole different level of um, composition for me. Like just like a burden had been lifted. That in fact, you know, you don't have to be the person. You just need to just put trust and the people around you and give up that control that can be, you know, sometimes productive, but for me, often not. Uh, and just it's real easy to fall into rerun road when you're exactly. trying to ensemble thing and actually letting a collaboration happen. Those cats can give you some perspective and it can and, make, and, make for sea changes. I know what you mean. Uh, big time about that. Here, how do you pronounce this? Sarabanda? Saraband. Yeah. Saraband. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I never heard that word, so it's a kind of it's an old it's an old dance from the nineteenth century. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. What? The only thing new is you finding out about it. Saraband.
was a lonely music mad midlands lad but listening to northern depression made me feel all the more sad
ma è perché siamo intimi io e lui siamo intimi siamo quasi gemelli quindi come potete notare oggi abbiamo un bel dolce vita
Waffle Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Sarah Band started off the chunk. Adam Hawker, live at Petite Band, Paris, 2015. This is all from the same gig, people. I, I dug it so much, I put all the tunes on. <laughs> and because uh, we played a lot from the album, Abolition, uh, first time. Other yeah, time yeah. Adam was on. So here you get to hear it live. You know how they're always different. Usually you get to rec- you record before you even play it live. So all the gigs kind of change the thing. I, I learned that with a lot of my stuff. Then we had uh, Kevin Hebbock with Overshadow playing. Chip Kimmon from his uh, record where he don't play guitar. He plays all this trippy electronic shit. And Chow Rigazzi. And finally Adam Hawker with Deuce. Live at Petite Band. Paris 2015. So continue what you were saying there about the the trusted you get you well, learning about the trust uh things with your buddies collaborating because of that situation. Yeah, and, and I mean I mean as you you yourself as the, the the big John Coltrane fan that you are. I mean just this just you hear those records and you know all all listening from that perspective of just kind of trust and faith. I mean that's what's swirling around in those records. That's why they're so 
positive in their energy is just it's such uh, extraordinary work that is formed by being together and working towards a common goal and it's just incredibly empowering that and i'd never you know like i i'm still studying that i'm only at the 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 the, the base of that compositional mountain because i i just only saw the the faintest glimpse of the power in that and um and so i i mean i think for me the recording of floods uh from a personal artistic well, let me ask you this yeah i can understand it happened in the first you know the 1997 flood yeah but when, by the time you get to 2064 you got a little under your belt so you knew what to expect or or or, well, were, or were they kind of at the same time? No, 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 not at all. And, and in fact, the the thing, the thing that uh, you know, like Sarah Bernstein, she's a she's a highly versatile player, and so she can, you know, the stuff that I was really familiar with was uh, was uh, her kind of noise playing that she'd done with Kid Millions. Uh, they did a, an amazing album in 2019, and um, and so. I approached her about, you know, kind of essentially shredding over this drone for like 15 minutes. And she said it sounded fun. And um, and so I was expecting this kind of arsenal of pedals, you know, because normally she plays through a lot of different effects. And I waited for, you know, my, my four weeks, just want, you know, just because they take their time, which is great to think about it. And then she sent me 15 minutes of straight playing. And, <laughs> and it blew, to go, yeah. Be careful for just, what you wish for. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. She blew my mind. I. I. I kind of melted down because I was just like, "This is. This is not what I was expecting at all." And then again, like I mentioned earlier, I, the more I sat with it, and the more you yeah, know, yeah. Colin. That, and I but that's the beautiful of collabs. You know, it's getting yeah. surprised. Like now, look, when you finish a record, are you already thinking of the next one? I am, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of. No, don't focused... tell me. I want to be surprised. But when you all get right, it done, right. when you get it done, will you premiere it here on my show and we can talk about all of it? Yeah, I'll do that for sure. Why? That sounds great. <laughs> Thank you so I got much. You. I love people inspired by music and want to keep on keeping on. Truly. Okay. Thank you. I can't wait for you to be back on. People, it's been the October 9th, 2022 edition of the Watford Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.